comes through and sometimes as I'm just sitting relaxing into the space I'm listening and I'm also thinking how do I condense this into a more palatable version so that it comes out in a more condensed way Perhaps that's better listening. (laughs) And as I was thinking that, I remembered, I think it was a couple weeks ago now, hearing, um, don't, don't change things just because people are listening to you. Don't think about, (laughs) it was like, don't think about, um, The audience, like, don't be constricted by thinking what it is you think they want to hear. So I'm remembering that, and I'm sitting in this space thinking about, oh, how to condense it, and I'm remembering that I, that that is perhaps not a useful thing, um, and, or at least useful to whatever wants to move through and speak through. And then I just, it came to me, how much of ourselves do we condense or collapse in order to be more palatable to others, especially, especially in these times where you're paying attention to people's attention span and you're trying to get these snippets and Um, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I won't go down talking about that. Um, go into that rabbit hole talking about it. How much of ourselves do we collapse? And perhaps that pertains to me personally. That's definitely something I've struggled with. It's like this pushing to be what is expected instead of paying attention to what needs time to flourish, what needs time in the pregnant space of the shell, the vessel of this body 
as if I am a seed and there's something germinating inside of me and it's not going to come out on command. It comes out, it breaks forth when nourished. So in what ways can you nourish yourself and give yourself time? Because as we realize that we are this timeless being, experiencing time, through this body, through this life, where we've all agreed to be born, to age, to die, that process. What are we developing in that time? A dear friend of mine said this phrase that keeps echoing through my mind and my heart. And they said, we are still in the womb. I love thinking about that. (laughs) And I have yet to fully discuss this particular subject with this dear friend Um, but as it echoes through my thinking space my heart space uh, it seems to me that in death we are also born just shifting from that thought and what that thought brings um, into this space where we are here in time, in processing, experiencing this life. What are we developing? And in this place where we can express, we are living, we are being and becoming and expressing See, there it is again. Am I saying things the right way? I wanted to say something this way and instead I said it a different way. This is part of my practice. Learning to say things the way that they convey the meaning. And I'm just going to follow this thread of thought for a moment. Not sure if I'll weave back, but every single way that you express and convey your messages into the world is important. And I've spoken about this before, but sometimes we need to hear 
something in many different ways until we hear it in a way that pings us, that tingles our skin, that resonates inside and we just think, yes, I get it, I get it. It hits and it fills us up. So do not worry about the ways that you say things because perhaps you're developing it for yourself and as you develop it for yourself, you're also conveying all the different ways that that message can be processed and said. <laughs> I'm laughing because I, there's, you know, the people I know who are wordsmiths, the masters of language. <laughs> I don't know if they would agree or disagree with that. Anyone who writes knows that it, it's a process. And sometimes you go through a lot of that process until um, things begin to flow. It really depends on the person and have they been reading or listening to things that resonate with their own voice so that they can perhaps smith things into their own voice in a way that flows through them. And on that note, you are the alchemist of everything that enters your periphery. Everything that you see, learn about, hear, read, um, all, of, all of the stuff, wherever it comes from, whatever media, whatever person, you're the alchemist. You can decide what to do with that information. You can decide how you need to process that information and how you want to express what you want to see more of in the world. Perhaps you need to meet some things with softness and gentleness rather than pushing them down and not listening. Perhaps there are some things that need to be met with a firm hand saying, this story has been on repeat and we're done. We're going to create a new story. And the only way to create a new story is by just starting. <laughs> just starting in your own life how you express what wants to move through you. For example, for myself, there is this part of me that wants to 
organize information and deliver it in a way that is super palatable and easy to follow and I can really make a difference and help people, whoever it pings or resonates with. And there's this other part of me that can wait, that can have patience, that knows everything is within me at all times. And then that other part, what is it like? I was thinking of a pony for some reason. Perhaps a young pony that wants to eat all these things along the path and it doesn't really know where it's going and the rider of the pony perhaps brings it back over and over again to the trail, guiding it because the rider knows where it's going but The rider also has patience. I don't love this analogy. Because the rider is in a timeless space and has all that patience. And the pony exists in time, exploring. Another reason I don't love the analogy of a pony or horse, but it's actually useful in another way, um, is that using the analogy of something that we've used as a vehicle conjures up the thinking that, you know, we know better than this animal, um, And that is a part of the intention behind this analogy. But also, I think it's important to realize that these animals have their own way, their own wisdom. And in this analogy, the reason that's useful is that there is the wisdom of the writer, of the deeper self, And there's also the wisdom of us in a body. And it's something that it's a, um, oh, (laughs) trapped myself again. Uh, Yes, there's a wisdom of the body by living, experiencing, integrating, feeling... (laughs) healing, all of that, that process, that is a different type of wisdom. Anyway, you get it. The writer, the deeper self of you, of all of us, is experiencing something very important through you. So the analogy is not correct, but or can't be followed all the way through, but just trying to get this idea across. Hopefully it conveys the intention about how we can get in our own way. 
whether it's because we're excited about something or nervous about something or we feel the need to cater to a particular group in a particular way, follow a formula, someone else's way. There is definitely a lot of truth to that. Some things, because they've worked before, will work again. But... <laughs> I think I'm here to encourage you, whoever's listening, to be a bit of a rebel and listen to yourself, that deeper self, the one who knows the way and is patient about seeing things along the way. The writer wants to discover too perhaps amused by the meanderings of their pony or horse. We decide the vehicle. <laughs> you create your own analogy, just as the deeper self has chosen your body as the vehicle, has chosen, you've chosen yourself. <laughs> Thank you.